What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On 937 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome back in. Third and final hour of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Early National Signing Day or just Signing Day. As we're calling it, Members Own Credit Union is bringing you that coverage today, as well as Action Plumbing, Heating, Air, and Electric. That's right here on 93.7 The Ticket. All day long, we'll keep you updated on what is, what's the haps, what's going on. Uh, What's going on as of this morning as it pertains to signing day is Nebraska has 11 of 11 national letters of intent in. They have received them. Now we sit and wait for more potential movement. And for more on that, we welcome in our friend Michael Brunts of Husker 24-7. Hello, Michael. What's going on, guys? <sighs> I don't know. What's going on with you? Why didn't you say hello? <laughs> I was trying to switch it up today. What's going on, guys? Keep you on your toes. Yeah, I get Okay, I'm very on my toes now. Also uh, agitated. Yeah. Jeez, it's it's something that I look forward to every week. You just saying hello, hello, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. All right, we're back now. Uh, how's signing day so far? Quiet, pretty quiet. Although apparently one of the top recruits in the country might go to uh, Jackson State, so there's that. So hmm, that's fun. Um, yeah, but pretty quiet. Um, you know, the, the Nebraska commits that were commits are committed and signed and now we're just waiting so tracking snowstorms yeah which is funny because you don't actually have to fax it anymore um so you could do it from anywhere it's not like you're walking both ways uphill to find a fax machine and a snowstorm Mm. speaking of that can we get quick thoughts on uh, on a wind day uh yeah it's uh it's something probably would not have been ideal to have the kid home from school on national signing day because of wind, but, um, 
here we are, and it's not too the, the wind report. It's not bad yet. Like it, it's you. You could play golf pretty comfortably in this. Oh, have you gone outside? You thrown a couple of blades of grass up? Yeah, I, I've been doing that every twenty minutes. It's uh, it, it's about a two club wind right now. Hmm, interesting. interesting. Uh, so now that you you have your child with you during National Signing Day, does she have a favorite recruit in this class? <laughs> no, she doesn't. She's just pissed because Daniel Tiger's not on the TV right now. <laughs> Daniel Tiger's her favorite recruit. Is Daniel Tiger a five star? No, he's definitely not. He's a he's a five star whiner. Is, Daniel Tiger is. What is Daniel Tiger? What what am I what am I missing here? Rico knows about it. What's what's going on? <laughs> well, how dare how dare you disparage the good name of Daniel Tiger? He, if you watch enough Daniel Tiger, you you get a little tired of the whining. He's a little whiny. I mean, I agree so, with that, but you know, Daniel Tiger, he he, he does some good things too. Yeah, he he moves around well out there. Um, he's got strong I, hands. I think so Daniel Tiger is like a, it's a spinoff from Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, but it's a cartoon. Oh, and it's uh, it's a PBS cartoon. So that that's uh, it's popular among the toddler set. It's, it's, that's probably why you you have not watched it. Yes, that's probably why. Who's the most annoying child show character that you have encountered so far? I wow. The, the parents that I know of have really strong opinions on these things. Uh, well, I, I tried a half episode of, I believe it's pronounced Caillou and, uh, wasn't a, wasn't a big fan of Caillou. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Uh, yeah, that's I the number know. one bane of parents existence from what I understand. Cause he talks like this, he, like he does that, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't know, I'm yeah. sure Rico has a lot of thoughts on this to be honest. Rico doesn't yeah. like Caillou either. It appears. Yeah. <laughs> really that, out on Caillou, Daniel Tiger's okay. This feels like we should probably do this with tears, but um, mm. there's also Power Mickey Inks? Mouse Clubhouse, which gets a little annoying. So, oh, you're not I a big Mickey Mouse Clubhouse guy. That's that's apparently all they watch at daycare. So she comes home wanting to watch that, which is totally great. Oh, uh, it, it's all right. It's okay. Does Dora the I, Explorer still exist? I don't. I, I don't. Uh, we're, we're not on that. <laughs> At our house, I the, the fear with the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is it's like a gateway drug to a trip to Disney World, and I just don't want to do that. Ooh, uh, if you if you have Netflix, make sure that they don't see the Coca Melon uh, little little thing because apparently that's on there as well. Okay, I, we, we don't do that either. This, okay. this is great signing day content discussion, by the way. Guys. Well, this is what like happens. Peppa, all, all eleven are signed. Peppa Pig. Yeah, is Peppa Pig signing his letter of intent today? Peppa Pig's good. I like Peppa Pig. <laughs> Have you watched Bluey? I don't know what Bluey is. Peppa Pig's good. I, Peppa Pig's like sneaky funny. <laughs> uh, so I, I I would say Peppa Pig would be a five star for me. I would say that Daniel Tiger is probably a low four, high three, and Caillou is a uh, a walk on. What about the Paw Patrol? Where do you come down on that? No, no, it's. It's. I don't like it. <laughs> Paw Patrol's like a two star. There, there's yeah. a couple. There's some good ones. The kids it's love like Paw low, Patrol. It's like a low three. Yeah, there's potential, <laughs> but I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's let's, let's you, try to get this to the once again our national signing day yeah. coverage. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael, what do you? The class so far. I mean, we kind of didn't think about recruiting for a really long time, nor does it feel like Nebraska really thought about it for, for quite some time. And as a result of that, you've had some, some turnover over the last, 
you know, a couple weeks here. What do you think this is ultimately going to look like when it's all said and done? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like because of the portal additions. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing to me is, you know, I think you're going to have a few high school guys after January visiting, um, but it, it's going to be immediate impact guys. I mean, that, that's where the program is right now. It, it's a, it's a roster that's heavily weighted towards younger players as it is. You need, uh, transfers and, and Juco type guys. Um, some experience to kind of, I don't even know if it's backfilling. You're like kind of front filling, I yeah, guess, yeah. With, with your classes. So that, that, that to me is, is, is probably what to watch over the next few weeks, especially as you get closer to the start of the second semester at, at UNL. But um, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's a stretch to say that the, the specialist transfers that they've gotten in the last couple of weeks are, are probably some of the most important right now. Um, you know, relative to the, the rest of the recruiting class that they have. I mean, they've obviously tried to add help in the defensive backfield, but, I mean, to me, when you add the FCS punter of the year and a, a pretty experienced FCS kicker, um, you know, that, that that's a big deal to me when you start thinking about the way that Nebraska's lost games the last few years and these one-score games where field position is so important. This, this sounds kind of dumb, but Nebraska's best fix for their special teams last year was just going and finding Frankie to kick off for them. Is it? Could it be just as simple for now with Bleak Road and with with Bushini? Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Well, I mean, there's. I think there's two ways you can kind of look at it. I mean, the one very easy way to get good on special teams is to find the right guy. I mean, you've seen Nebraska do that in the past with. Uh, you know, the, the punt return game looking significantly better very quickly because of DeMornay Pearson out. Um, you know, the, the fact that you were able to kind of go from, you know, Brett Maher to Sam Fultz and, and these guys uh, and had this great run of, of punters, you know, that, that makes you very good quickly on special teams. So I, I think it's, you know, the, the problem they've had the last few years is that it feel, feels like they've just kind of thrown guys at the wall to see, who can stick. They've had eight guys attempt field goals in the last three years. I mean, that just feels like an exceptionally high number. So if you can get the right person in those spots, I mean, that's huge. And then, you know, you you have the coverage piece of it and and scheme and and whatever. But, you know, I I just think if you find the right specialist, you're so far ahead in in kind of turning things around. So we'll, we'll see if these guys are the fix, but you look at what they've done at other places and, and there's a, a body of work there that, that I don't think that there necessarily was with some of the other specialists they've added in the last few years. Who, which assistant, uh, new assistant are you most excited to hear from today? Um, well, I, I want to hear from, from Mark Whipple. I mean, I, I think it's kind of going to be interesting to hear, you know, what he looks for in a quarterback, um, uh, because that, that's the huge off season question right now is, is who, who that guy's going to be. Um, you know, how you, how you go about kind of melding Scott Frost's offense with, with what Whipple's done at other spots, because it is going to have to be a little bit of a hybrid there. Um, you know, that, that's kind of what I'm interested in, in hearing. And plus, I mean, they, he, I don't think he's done an, uh, an interview with the, the network yet either. So, yeah. um, that, that, that's going to be, I, I think, very telling about kind of which direction Nebraska goes for a quarterback. I mean, you look at what's in the portal right now. There's a number of, of really kind of touted starters in there, so there, there's options. But 
um, who they pick and, and, you know, maybe they even take two. I don't know um, that, that that's going to be, you know, really the storyline for the next three weeks until they, uh, they get going on the second semester. Of the non-portal guys, non-transfer guys, I mean, who who do you like in this class? Who stands out for you? Some of it you've had a chance to sit with for a while. Some of these guys are pretty new names over the last few weeks. But as you kind of look at what Nebraska's done, who stands out and who do you like? Yeah, I, I, I'm interested a little bit in, in, in Brody Tagaloa. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of schools saw him as a um, – a tight end, but you know, with Nebraska recruiting him as a defensive lineman, um, that's interesting to me. Um, I, I think Tony Tuioti has a pretty good eye for for guys that maybe fit that three four, and, and I'm kind of curious to see a little bit more about him. I feel like a lot of times when you have um, you know the West Coast prospects, and especially guys in Northern California, it seems like they're a little bit uh, more under the radar. Kind of like a, Jalen Weaver was kind of that way too, where you know, you, you don't have a ton to go off of. So he's kind of interesting to me. I think Nebraska being able to keep Victor Jones Jr. in the class, that was a big win. I think um, he, he had a lot more options than maybe what people were aware of um, and, and never really wavered, even though you know, wide receiver coach gets fired, offensive coordinator gets fired, and, you know, he has every reason to start looking around. So that, that to me, was, was a pretty big win, too. I think those are probably the, the two guys that intrigue me the most. Um, you know, closer to home a little bit. I, I'm kind of eager to see what Gage Stinger's career at Nebraska looks mm. like. He's could be a safety, could be that nickel. They're going to let him try quarterback in, in June when he gets on campus. So that that that's got a number of different ways it could go. But uh, definitely a, a talented athlete and a, a guy that you know when he was committed to K State, he just felt like a guy that was going to be successful down there. So I'm, I'm eager to kind of see what direction he goes at Nebraska. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Brunts, there was a uh, there was a statement on Nebraska basketball yesterday, and that's all we've uh, that's kind of all there is on Nebraska basketball right now until they play their next game on Sunday. I, I, I guess your thoughts on on that whole thing that unfolded within you know a, a short spurt um, over the last you know couple of days here, and and how Nebraska basketball kind of where they kind of go from here, I suppose. Yeah, I mean they're at a. It feels like a crossroads for the season. I mean, they, they've been off this week with finals. You've got K-State on Sunday. And then, you know, one more game before you, you really get into Big Ten play. And, you know, you, you've got to figure out something on the on the court. I mean, that, that to me is the biggest issue right now is you've gotten just absolutely blown out in every way the last couple times out and just looked completely out of sorts. And, and I, I, do, I guess I just don't know, aside from making shots, um, what what the the button is that you push at this point? Whether you yeah. you know really reconfigure the lineup, you, you start trying to do something differently offensively. I I don't know. I mean, I just think it's going to take a a really big coaching lift from Fred Hoiberg to kind of get things back on track here. Um, and, and then you you kind of factor in, I guess, whatever that statement was yesterday. Um, we haven't talked to Fred uh, this week because they they haven't played games, so we haven't had availability, but. Uh, kind of eager to hear a little bit more from him um, later this week when we do get to talk to him. But, um, you know, it is kind of rare, I think, that uh, you get athletic directors responding to stuff like that in a very uh, direct and, I guess, public way. I will leave you with this, Brunts. Um, so they do play Sunday against K-State, but that Kennesaw State game looks like one you're going to have to be pretty aware of because looks like that's Red Panda Day. Oh, it is. Yeah, they. It's it's definitely for the women's game, and usually she just stays and does both of them in one day and and gets out of there. But yeah, that sounds like it's Red Panda Day. I thought you were going to tell me that it was like a trap game, and I was going to agree with you. But now now it's really got my attention. Right? Yeah, that's, you, that's, yeah, that's huge. You, you got to be watching closely, as uh, we know. Michael Brunt's the number one Red Panda fan. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit more skeptical at this point in her career, but I do respect her. Uh, you know, body of work throughout her career. Well, you're 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 like those people that are just ready to. You're you're the guy trying to kick dirt on Tom Brady. You're, you're trying to say that LeBron James is washed up and done. Wash King. Um. Yeah. So I. I mean, it's it's no surprise that you would go after Red Panda. And I know you you you're entertained by such things as Simon says. So I know that you can't appreciate the, the artist, the artistry of, um, you know, the bowl flipping. It, it's, it, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's like Phil Mickelson, Mickelson trying to make a putt. Now it starts to go when you get older, but she can still get it done. Maybe they get Peppa pig for halftime or something. That, that would be better than some of the other things that have been trotted out there. <laughs> Schaefer has one more thing. I, I, I had like a follow up, but it was it was with the basketball. Oh no, yeah, now sorry. I feel like it's it's too no, far. No, I jumped gone. in at a bad time. Well, no, my my follow up was: Do you have any thoughts on the font that Nebraska uses when they release such statements on Twitter? That's basically where it is. I had a meltdown uh, over it. Do you know what font it is? Like you, I don't. That felt like it's, a leading question. It's impossible to read. <laughs> That's like imagine you is so with like, old. like a pair of like cheaters on, on the edge of your nose, like trying to make it bigger. 
I like I, I have to hold my phone out like I'm an old person. He's now. so old. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Sorry, it was, you, you, you need to get the prescription bumped up a little bit, I guess. When that statement came out, Schaefer didn't even read it at all. He was just like, I have this font. I can't do it. I'm out. It was bad. I was running to the internet to write a story that something terrible had happened because I couldn't read the statement that said nothing had happened at all. Is that why you called me and asked me to read it to you over the phone? Well, yeah. I just wanted to hear your voice. All I saw was NCAA violations, and I went with it. <laughs> this is all I could make out. Thank you, Michael. We'll talk to you later. See you, guys. Michael Brunts, Husker 24-7. You could check out your guys' signing day coverage over at Nebraska.247sports.com. Is there any way? There, there's got to be like two. You could get to Husker247.com. Husker247.com works as well. I think it should. Let me. But then like it just redirects you to Nebraska.247.com. Yeah. It, it, everything on the internet is actually a redirect. So, gotcha. but if you just put in Husker247.com, you will come immediately to the okay. Husker247 website. That's good. Multiple ways to get to it then. Uh, we're going to have, by the way, we should have been talking about this more. Amy Williams, the Nebraska woman. Yeah. Have you heard of her? The Nebraska women's basketball coach. She's going yeah. to be joining us here in about 10 minutes. Uh, so we'll talk about their undefeated start, the complete opposite side of what's going on on the men's side right now. But let's take a phone call before we do that from Mike. Hello, Mike. Good morning, guys. Hey, two quick questions, or I think quick. One is Roquan Buckley. Do you foresee him being a piece of the answer to Damian Daniels' replacement or not? And then, I don't know how far you guys go back, but would you feel comfortable rating the offensive line coaches in descending order from top to bottom? I know back in the day, and I can't even remember who said it, some analyst said it on the radio that he thought um, Dennis Wagner was a very poor offensive line coach. So it just got me thinking – or these last several fit in. Would you mind uh, okay. analyzing that? Thanks. Yeah, I can't. Mike, thanks for the call. I can't go back that far. Schaefer could probably go back a little bit further than I can. Um, so all I know is, is I mean, we have it's Rayola now, and before that it was Greg Austin, and before that it was Mike Cavanaugh, and before that it was John Garrison. Before that it was Barney Cotton. Barney Cotton. That's about all I got. And then before that, it would have been Dennis Wagner. And before that, it would have been uh, Dan Young and Milt Teniper for about 800 years. And I can't go anything before Dan Young and, and yeah. Milt Teniper. Gotcha. Personally, I can't go any. Okay, so I wasn't that far off, actually. No. Um, so Dennis Wagner was the offensive line coach when Bill Callahan was here. And what's significant about that is I think Bill Callahan had a lot to do with Nebraska's offensive line as it was anyways. Um, there's people that believe, and I'm one of these people that he's the best offensive line coach in the NFL. So I, you know, with, with Dennis Wagner, like I, he was definitely involved. I'm sure Bill Callahan was also uh pretty hands-on with that offensive line. I didn't cover the team, so I don't, I don't know that as well. Yeah. I, I've only um, covered the team for, for, I guess, three coaches I, then. And my, my top pick out of that group would be, <laughs> would be Austin, to be honest with you. I, I, yeah. I, I think he's a pretty good coach. I I feel like the offensive line coach, similar to the quarterback at Nebraska, is just always just going to take heat no matter what. Mm -hmm. uh, as long as I've covered the team, no one's been happy with the offensive line coach, whether it was Barney oh, Cotton there was that or whole John thing Garrison with Cav, and he, and he was like, or um, 
people kept asking him about rotating offensive linemen. Which does not happen. And he was at like, other I don't what are you guys talking yeah. about? <laughs> but people were mad at him for not rotating offensive linemen. Right. Nobody does that. Um, some programs do, but it's not as prevalent as Nebraska fans like. But to if think you don't have is. the guys to rotate in, then why are why would you even entertain the idea of rotating offensive line? The idea is to build out the depth of your offensive line, but that also assumes that from to start, the guys in the first five don't need yeah. every rep possible to get better. Right. Um. Yeah, I that Cap was too. I, I thought Cav was pretty good. That was that was fairly. I I really enjoyed talking with Mike Kavanaugh. Um, he would let you know when he did not enjoy the questions that uh -huh. you asked him. Uh -huh. He would both let you know as he answered them, and then when the interview was finished, if you happened to be nearby, he would also let you know after that. But he was a, he was a great guy. I enjoyed I enjoyed him. John Garrison was fantastic to, to talk with. I mean, honestly, my experience with every offensive line coach that Nebraska's had from just the reporter side of it is that they tend to be really easy to uh, to talk with, to get along with, to learn from. Um, I would say of the coaches that I have covered, I've probably learned more things from offensive line coaches than I have mm. uh, other positions. Yeah, you don't know much about it. Like, the secondary is maybe the next closest. Like, I, you know, I was Nebraska's had a run of some really good secondary coaches, so that's been uh, relatively helpful. But I, I can't, I can't say that I can sit here and analyze. Who did well? The, well. Here is the thing, and, and somebody said on the text line, like, "Why are you picking Greg Austin? Why, why, why have the lines been so bad?" And I just would say that there is just so much that goes into offensive line play. First of all, it's five different people. Then it's how do you work in the scheme of the offense? How do you recruit it, and all that stuff? And I, you know, I am going a lot off of how he was able to connect with with his players and and um, some of the things that he said, and I kind of align with and how I think about football. Like that's, I guess that's why he'd be my pick. The other question was uh, about Raquan Buckley. And I I think they wanted to keep those young defensive linemen down this year, um, part, partly because they had so many guys who were older and experienced on the defensive line that could, that could play. Um, but, I mean, he's going to be right in the mix to, to get a crack at some playing time, I, w I would think, next year, along with other guys who you may have forgotten about out of the last two classes. Yeah, someone was asking who's the best lineman Tony Tuioti's brought in so far, and it's really hard to even say because none of the guys have been able to play because right. they've been so old for the most part. I, I guess that Ruquan Buckley could be the answer to that question. Uh, I think we're going to see him more in 2022 Definitely. than we, we certainly did in 2021. At least will be opportunity for it. There was excitement about him last spring, kind of as he went through things. I mean, he was... Needed to gain weight and all that stuff, but yeah. Well, I think he needed like to sort of repurpose strength and everything else, but I, I think there was some really big intrigue about kind of what he could sort of do once he learns how to use that body a little bit. And then the opposite end of that was was Jalen Weaver, which was basically like when we can find a weight for him to sit at, we have a giant tree who can just sort of right throw things around. Right. So it, you got you got both ends of the spectrum there for sure. Uh, quickly here before we get to Amy Williams, uh, Nebraska has added another commitment to their class: Justin Evans Jenkins, who uh, Schaefer had mentioned earlier, a offensive lineman from Irvington, New Jersey. Uh, and uh, spent the weekend here this past weekend, hung out with Donovan Riola, yeah. commits, and is signed, question mark, or not quite yet? He has committed. I don't know that Nebraska has announced it yet. I imagine they'll work on that uh, 
letter of intent soon then. We'll take a quick timeout. Nebraska women's basketball coach Amy Williams will join the show next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.